Could the Denver Broncos possibly begin a rebuild in the middle of this season? We'll take a look at what that looks like and what it may require here for the Broncos. You're going to get that much more in today's brand new episode, Locked on Broncos. You are Locked on Broncos, your daily Denver Broncos podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Denver Broncos potentially begin a rebuild during the middle of the 2023 NFL season. That's one of the things we're going to take a look at on today's brand new episode of Lockdown Broncos, your daily Denver Broncos podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you so much, everybody in Broncos country for tuning in once again, making us your first listen of the day every single day. I'm Cody Rourke, Broncos reporter from Mile High Sports, joined alongside, as always, by Sarah Bettinger, site expert, predominantlyorange.com. Today's episode of the show is brought to you by our friends over the Game Time app. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code LOCKEDONNFL for $20 off your first purchase. Last-minute tickets, lowest price, guaranteed. Sarah here, you know, we got another conversation that we're going to begin. Obviously, it's a short week here for the Broncos as they're going to have to turn around and play the Kansas City Chiefs on Thursday night football with Denver sitting at 1-4. and four. A lot of fans, we got a lot of comments on our last YouTube video that we did, the post-game report of the Broncos aftermath against the Jets. And fans are at this point, right? We talked about it maybe early, even after the Washington game or even after the Miami Dolphins game. But now I think more so fans are just overly frustrated and there's not a lot of optimism for them to see like, you know what? I just don't see the vision, right? And certainly understandable. Denver has not provided that luxury here. So I wanted to take a look maybe at a scenario we could talk about here on the show. I think it's great conversation and fans are more than welcome to get involved in the conversation you're watching us on YouTube or if you're listening to us to wherever you get your podcast, make sure you stay involved here on in the show. If the Broncos rebuild in this season and if the Broncos commit to a rebuild, what does it look like? Now, obviously, there's going to be some players we talk about, but ideally, I want to I use this as just like a general, what does a rebuild look like for Denver? And first things, part of that, too, I think you have to look at maybe where Denver's at right now at quarterback, right? With Russell Wilson, the massive contract that they have. That's obviously one player we have to talk about because of how much he's getting paid here. And if you rebuild, what does that look like? Is Russell Wilson, in your opinion, could he be part of a rebuild here in Denver where he's part of it? I think there's at least a chance of it, right? I mean, I think a lot of folks want to say, no, just we got to just wipe the slate clean, got to just start over. But things don't really work like that in the NFL when you've already got guys <laughs> on the books contractually. So the only way that I would see Russell Wilson not being part of a rebuild, Cody, at this point, at least for the short term piece of the rebuild, is if the Broncos are able to get somebody like Caleb Williams or Drake May at the top of the NFL draft. Now, if that happens, then you do try to trade Russell Wilson to the highest bidder and you try to make that deal and you try to get that contract off the books. But unless that happens, I feel like Russell Wilson is beneficial to a rebuild with the way that he's playing right now in a couple of different ways. Number one, he's playing well enough right now to where I think he elevates the level of play of some of those young players around him. We're seeing guys like Brandon Johnson are stepping up and Jaleel McLaughlin. And I know that doesn't all necessarily directly have to do with Russell Wilson, but I think he does help in terms of, hey, you're bringing in all these young players at other position groups, a veteran quarterback like that. Kind of what really worked for him, I think, in Seattle, right, is where all these young skill players are coming in after Seattle won the Super Bowl. Now this is kind of Russ's team. He's the leader, and these young guys are following the lead. I think a similar thing could work for the Denver Broncos if they're not able to get one of those big-time stud quarterback prospects. 
when you think about it this way, right? Because I know a lot of fans said, well, they should just trade Russell Wilson. Folks, I, I here's the reality of the situation. What team out there right now in the NFL is going to take on that contract? I don't see many teams doing that, you know, unless there's like a desperation thing. But I feel like the Atlanta Falcons are like one team that would rather see what they have with Taylor Heineke than they, you know, maybe even Desmond Ritter. Desmond Ritter's had some ups and downs here in Atlanta, but I just, if I'm not mistaken, doesn't Russ have a no trade clause in his contract as well that he negotiated here with Denver? Yeah, I'd have I believe to look that. on that, Cody. Yeah, I can't I feel remember like if he, he does. Or he may you know, if see. it's carried over. Yeah, but if that's the case, then honestly, like that makes it even more difficult. And look, I agree with you. You know, I think you can rebuild with a guy like Russell Wilson, but how long is that going to take? What is that going to look like? And you know, like I said, if you wanted to get rid of him, and I know a lot of fans do, I, I just don't see any teams that are willing to take that on. But here's maybe a way that okay, hey, how can Russ be part of a rebuild? Well, Sarah, part of it would be maybe being open to restructuring his deal. Like if Denver is going to embrace a you know a rebuild here. Does Russ want to be part of that, right? And if if he does, if he's like, you know what, I think we can do some things with these young guys, and, and obviously if we get better position, whatever it may be, maybe he has that belief and that vision because Russ isn't the type to just quit. He's not that type of guy, contrary to what many fans think there. But for me, it's like I don't think Denver can rebuild with a guy like Russell Wilson if he can't restructure his contract because you're going to need you need money. You're going to have to make some free agency moves. And that's – look, we're going to dive deeper into that because that's a whole other subtopic we're going to bring up on here on today's show. But – I, I don't know what everything looks like. And, I, you know, I, we look at where Denver's at right now, gutting the roster at the trade deadline. As much as you know me, I'm, I'm like, I don't believe in just mass exodus of y- your roster that you have there. There is a chance that there are a ton of changes coming up here for this roster. So that does factor into it. I mean, we've heard names like Adam Schefter reported that Jerry Judy, Cortland Sutton. He mentioned something in his article about any defensive player being available. I still don't think Sertan is going to be made available there. It just doesn't make sense, especially if Sean Payton has a say in anything. But then again, the NFL never ceases to surprise me. There's always something that, you know, I don't think that's going to happen. Bang, it happens. So we'll see where things are at. But I don't know. I mean, Sarah, it, it may mean that the Broncos, if they do do that, commit to that in season, they're going to have a ton of young players that are playing and maybe not a lot of star players at that point. Right. Certainly the guys that we've determined were part of the core of this franchise in the last handful of years or part of that sleeping giant that George Payton once talked about. Guys that he gave contracts to like Cortland Sutton, Tim Patrick, Justin Simmons. Obviously, we've already seen Shelby Harris get traded. So so we know that they're not you know immune from this type of thing. They're, they've already proven that they will trade these assets away to get different guys. Randy Gregory, another example. I heard uh, Ian Rappaport, Cody, he mentioned Frank Clark as another name of, you know, players to watch that could be off this roster. And, of course, we know that Loki is a huge fan when we start talking about (laughs) trades. I feel like it's the first time since the offseason we've seen Loki make an appearance. So anytime we rile up the trade engine, like Loki's like, hey, I need to get it. Let me say my piece. Um, but Cody, I think it's going to, it's not going to involve many of the guys that maybe we thought would be part of this rebuild or reload under Sean Payton that we hoped could kind of quickly turn around. For those that were listening and couldn't see my cat, Loki loves to make appearances from time to time to share his thoughts on the state of the Denver Broncos. They're not very happy about our trade talk, but Loki times have to, you know, change a little bit because what's going on right now is not working. I'm very curious to see how Denver will fluctuate, how they'll move about, especially with if they lose to Kansas City here on Thursday night, which look, I think looking at this game, it doesn't seem very likely that they're going to win. I mean, Denver, they're 10 and a half point road underdogs here on Thursday. So usually that's a sign that this could be a blowout type of game. But then again, 
The NFL is strange. We've seen crazier things happen, but there's not a lot of you know reason for optimism here from what we've seen based on how Denver's playing, especially against the run defensively. Offensively, they got to commit a little bit more to the run. These are things that Sean Payton told us on Monday during his conference call here. So some things to ponder. We'll continue to monitor as we go about here. But Broncos country, if a rebuild happens, what does it look like? Let us know if you're watching on YouTube. Drop it in the comments down below or interact with us on social media at Cody Work NFL, at Sarah Bedinger, at Lockdown Broncos. We'd also need to take a look to if Denver is going to commit to a rebuild at some point. What would the rebuild need from the Broncos front office? What type of changes could be coming there? Well, you're going to get all that on today's episode, Lockdown Broncos. Today's episode, Lockdown Broncos, is brought to you by our friends over there at the Game Time app. You shouldn't have to worry when you're buying tickets to your next big event. Game Time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, and theater events that are going on near you. With killer last-minute deals, all-in prices, views from your seat, and their best price guarantee, Game Time takes the guesswork out of buying tickets. Game Time is the only ticketing app that gives you complete peace of mind with your purchase. You get to see the view from your seat before you buy it, so you know exactly what to expect when you arrive, if you're traveling to Arrowhead Stadium or GEHA Stadium this week to watch the Broncos and Chiefs on Thursday Night Football, you can see exactly what your seat view will look like directly inside the Game Time app. They have all-in prices that show your total up front, so you know that you're getting a great deal without any of the hidden fees. And you can buy tickets in seconds with just two taps. Take the guesswork out of buying tickets with Game Time. Download the Game Time app. Create an account and use code Locked On NFL for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code Locked On NFL for $20 off. Download game time today. Last-minute tickets, lowest price, guaranteed. Could George Payton's days as Denver Broncos general manager be numbered? We're going to discuss that. We're going to talk about what changes could be coming to the Denver Broncos front office if indeed the team does go into full rebuild mode here midway through the 2023 season. Not where any of us wanted to be, but we can't thank you enough for being part of this show with us. Every one of you that makes Locked On Broncos your first listen of the day every single day. You everydayers out there, mile high salute to every single one of you. We love that you rock with us wherever and however you listen to podcasts free and available there as well as on YouTube where you can sound off in the comment section and kind of let your thoughts be known as well. Where do you think the Broncos need to go? Should they go just full on rebuild? And what is going to be the fate of George Payton who is really largely responsible for the the way you know the team has been playing lately. I, honestly, I mean, he's the one who brought in all the big money free agents in recent years. He's the one who made the Russell Wilson trade. He's the one who hired Nathaniel Hackett. Cody, although there have been some hits from George Payton, do you feel like you get the sense that maybe his days in Denver are numbered right now? Well, it's certainly possible, right? Here's the biggest question I have here about George Payton. I mean, this is where Broncos ownership, they're brand new, right? Brand new. How do they navigate if they were to get rid of a GM? How do they hire a GM? How do they go through and maybe make this hire? Do you let your head coach have a lot of input in that? I don't know if that's necessarily the dynamic, right? Because if the head coach has the power to hire a GM, then where's the, the balance there, right? As we all know, both Sean Payton and George Payton, they report to Greg Penner directly here. But is this inexperienced football ownership group, right? And, and look, here's the thing I want to say about that. They're very inexperienced in how the football world is kind of working in a sense in terms of this construction piece of a roster, building it. But they understand the fan experience. They understand the business side, but they're still learning the football side every single day, right? So there is some experience in that that you have to ask these questions here. 
will they know how to navigate a rebuild? And if so, like, who do they consult? Like, I don't know if Peyton Manning's the guy to ask. Peyton Manning obviously loves football, but I don't know if he necessarily knows how to navigate a rebuild. Like, how does Denver do this? And look, while George Peyton has obviously had some hits, he's had some misses and some critical misses here. This dates back way before George Payton. Though. This also somehow still falls on some of the decisions that John Elway made in his previous tenure, Joe Ellis, when they were here. This isn't just a, a three-year stretch. This is a five- to six-year stretch of decisions that now have the Broncos exactly where they're at. And that's a lot of time that you, you know, unfortunately can't make up here. And now it's like, hey, it may take that much time to get to where the Broncos are at. But this is the thing about rebuilds that are scary. And I feel like it's a very valid conversation to have here with you, with fans, there's no guarantee a rebuild's going to work, right? But then again, we've been sitting here, and look, I see both sides of it. While you worry on one hand, there's no guarantee it's going to work. There's the, the how the Broncos have done it has not worked either, right? Not they're like retooling, reshedding a little bit. They haven't embraced the full on rebuild, and so for me, it's like you need to make sure you do it the right way. And I don't know if the Broncos have the pieces in place because of the lack of football experience inside the ownership group where they can navigate a rebuild. Like that to me is the biggest question. If you get rid of George Payton, who are you going with? What does that look like? Are, you know, is the guy that you're hiring, what's his previous track record? Is it someone who's going to be a first time GM or is it someone who's been a GM before? And I think we have to compare and contrast maybe how they were in those situations. That to me, I think is very, very interesting. And, uh, you know, I think uh, the, a lot of people talk about how do George Payton and Sean Payton work together. I mean, they're in contact with each other 24-7. They visit each other in each other's offices very constantly at the team facility. I mean, they're navigating this, and but it's it's tough because here's also the thing. Like, Sean Payton himself, he went out in free agency. He wanted certain guys. Went out and got them, and those guys, unfortunately, are not performing well to the standard either in which you sign them. Sean Payton told us directly that he felt like they could have been much better at offensive tackle here in this last game, that tackle play was a little bit of a problem for them. So I don't know, Sarah, like is Sean Payton in over his head a little bit as well? And did he sign on to do a rebuild? I, I don't know if he did, but I don't know how that whole dynamic will work if that's the case. Well, when you sign on for, you know, 18 plus million a year or what is rumored to be 18 plus million a year, you sign on to uh, do whatever is asked of you at that point. And I think for Sean Payton, he has to embrace whatever this team needs. Like you, you signed up to be the head coach of the Denver Broncos. If that necessitates a roster rebuild, then all the clout in the world that Sean Payton has, he's got to maybe take a slice of humble pie and say, all right, let's get this, let's get this roster right. And you can do that quickly in today's NFL. It's not necessarily always going to be a, you know, I, I use the Cleveland Browns as an example because they feel like they've been rebuilding since 1999 but they are kind of the that you know nightmare scenario of like oh my gosh if we start rebuilding you may never stop you may never get to contender status again but you see quick rebuilds you, you see the, the the Cincinnati Bengals just in that same division are another example Detroit of Lions. getting the Detroit Lions a great example and as far as your question of who would be the GM i hear a lot of rumors about Ryan Pace who there's the bad taste in everyone's <laughs> mouth about you know you you pass on Mahomes in the Chicago. 2017 draft, but yeah, back in Chicago when he was with the Bears, but he was much, much better on the personnel side of things, like in the pro scouting area than what we've seen from George Payton. So while there's benefits to, to both sides, remember the Chicago Bears with Mitchell Trubisky were in the NFC Championship game back in 2018 because largely because of their pro scouting department and a lot of NFL draft hits 
that they had. So there, there are different things. It's got to be somebody with a working relationship, though, with with Sean Payton, somebody who's willing to defer to him at the end of the day and say, all right, that's the guy you want to go with. That's where we're going. But he needs people who are better in terms of pro scouting and, and in terms of high draft choices. The Broncos right now feel like a team, Cody, to me, where they just need more as George Payton has put it. They need more darts. They, they, they're not a team that can afford to go out and make those blockbuster trades that fans want to see to get that one piece at the deadline to say, oh, well, you know, Brian Burns is available and he could be that piece to set the Broncos over the top. That's not where this team is really at right now. This team is at a place where they need like, you know, above average or better rookie contract players all over the roster. They don't just need one star here or one star there. They need guys that that can really contribute in all facets of the game. So on the one hand, I feel like it could be a relatively quick rebuild if you get the right budget-friendly free agents in the building. But on the other hand, it's kind of like you really need to start stockpiling that talent on the rookie deals. And that may be where we're talking about this big fire sale of trades coming into play. Well, and here's the thing, too. You know, as much as George Payton gets black and rightfully so, I think Sean Payton deserves equal amount. As we kind of said, like, look at some of the guys that Sean Payton has brought in. Look, I like Mike McGlinchey a lot, but Mike McGlinchey, would would you say based on his contract, has underperformed relative to the expectation in a sense? I think it's fair to throw that out there. I think Ben Powers has actually been very solid this season. I I really do think that Ben Powers, despite his start in the preseason, I think he's actually been a solid addition there. But you have Garrett Bowles who struggled to tackle, you know, this past week there. His contract is expiring here soon. So Devers in a position now on the offensive line where they're going to have to make decisions. Like the O-line has to be better. And, and it has been, I think, a little bit better than what we saw last year, right? But obviously some issues are still happening here. And look, you, you make a great point. Like I think Denver, where they're really struggling at right now, and we can dive deep into this coming up here in just a minute on how long a rebuild it would take, but, you know, you use the example of a guy like Brian Burns. Brian Burns can't stop runs going through the A-gap, you know, playing on the outside the way that he is. So a lot to consider here for the Broncos, where they're at, Broncos country. What, in your opinion, do you think the team would need from the front office? What would it need to look like? What would the dynamics be to look like? And are you concerned maybe about the overall lack of football experience for the ownership group at this point in time? Let us know if you're watching on YouTube or if you're listening, wherever you get your podcast, interact with us on social media. But we're going to ask the question here now. We're going to dive deeper on today's episode, Lockdown Broncos. How long would a rebuild potentially take? What would the biggest needs of the team be? Well, you're going to get all that conversation on today's episode of the show. Today's Lockdown Broncos is brought to you by our friends over there at FanDuel Sportsbook, America's number one sportsbook. And right now you can snap into the NFL action this season with FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. And right now, new customers, they get $200 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. Once again, you place a $5 bet as a new customer, you're going to get $200 in bonus bets whether you win or whether you lose. And if you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action than right now. The app is super easy to use, and there's a wide range of betting options, including spreads, player props, over-unders, and more. The Denver Broncos this week will travel to take on the Kansas City Chiefs on Thursday Night Football as 10.5-point underdogs on the road with an over-under set at 50. You can get in on the action at FanDuel Sportsbook, so visit FanDuel.com slash on and kick off the NFL season. FanDuel, the official partner of the NFL. As we jump into the fourth quarter action on today's episode, Lockdown Broncos, just once again, want to say thank you so much to Broncos country. Thanks for bearing with us. Unfortunately, as the Broncos go through another losing season, frustrating outcomes 
We've been here before. We've all seen the same outcome. But now, look, there are a lot of things to look at here for this Broncos team. If they rebuild, that could bring some excitement, some change, but it could also take some time. So with that said, Sarah, I want to ask the question here. How long would a rebuild take? We pondered maybe what a long rebuild would look like. We pondered what maybe a quick rebuild would look like here. And I think we have to maybe talk about if you're doing a long rebuild, that would certainly, in my opinion, require you to strip down the most crucial parts of your team for capital, almost on offense, defense, whatever you may have, your top players would likely be going elsewhere if that's the case. Now, a quick-term rebuild, as we've seen with the the Detroit Lions, I think one thing that they've done, obviously, they've nailed their draft picks. They've had high-quality, high-capital picks that they've hit and they've landed on. But they also, I think, have done a really good job, too. Like the Jared Goff trade, very underrated for them. I mean, bad, bad years in, in L.A. despite taking him to a Super Bowl. But now he's playing some of the best football of his career in Detroit in a system that has taken time and they've built in. They've bought in with what Jared Goff wants to do. That, in my opinion, would be like what the short term rebuild looks like. But same exact time, there's so many different factors that go into that. Now, we've talked about it. Denver doesn't necessarily need a ton of superstar players. How many teams in the NFL right now, Sarah, have a ton of superstar players that they've just gone through and they've just added via free and say, I look at a team like the San Francisco 49ers. And you look at what they've done, the way they've built that team in San Fran, John Lynch and Kyle Shanahan, they've done it with the draft. They really have. Like George Kittle, he's been a guy that's just developed and molded into one of the best tight ends in the league. You got Debo Samuel. They take care of their guys. Now, they've had changeable guys at running back, but then they get Brock Purdy as like a a low-risk, high-reward type of guy, an anomaly in what we've seen. But there's been a good farm of development there in San Francisco, and a lot of it has come through the NFL draft and guys playing on rookie deals and then earning contract extensions there with the team. I mean, it's hard to replicate that model, but Denver might have to. Yeah, a very, very hard model to replicate. I mean, we're talking about a team that just two years ago, Cody, they traded the farm to move up for a QB who was a bust and who was traded uh, during the preseason so that they are the most talented best roster in the NFL. And they have that kind of margin of error. (laughs) Is that not insane to anyone else? I watch the 49ers just straight up in awe every single week. I love the way that they've been building that roster, but they do. They're the thing that the 49ers do. Cody is that first of all, during the NFL draft, they don't apologize for anything. They they don't care if, if you make fun of them for taking a kicker in the third round or if they take three running backs or if they take, why are they taking another wide receiver? They don't need Brandon Ayuk. Oh, wow. Now it looks like he's one of the key pieces of their offense. Oh, they don't need to trade for Christian McCaffrey. They just drafted Trey Sermon. And, and these are the takes that you see online. For, but the 49ers perspective They are building this team and they're adding and supplementing and being aggressive and they are identifying fits for their system and their scheme. That's why I think like anybody that wants to talk about Sean Payton not being part of this rebuild process, I think we need to kind of compartmentalize that because you need to build around something like he has to be the center of that, like your coach, your scheme, things like that. They need there needs to be something central there. And he's historically an all time great coach. But from like, let's let's use the Lions for an example. If you think about all the biggest hits the Detroit Lions have had in the NFL draft in the last four to five years, where are those hits coming? I would argue that those hits are coming on the offensive and defensive line where the, the Lions have built maybe the best offensive line in football defensively. You get 
lucky and you get a stud like Aiden Hutchinson at the second <laughs> overall pick, now all of a sudden you have that star on defense that everything else can filter through. But they have tons of second, third round picks on the interior defensive line to upgrade a defense that last year was looking as bad as the Broncos for a while. This year looks like they've rebounded. So Cody, to me, you can look at models around the league, but I think it, what it comes down to is the Broncos can quickly get back on track with a couple of maybe boring off seasons in terms of the biggest moves they're making are offensive linemen, defensive linemen, you know, guys who are building up in the trenches. And that's really what we saw Sean Payton do a lot of in New Orleans. So that's kind of what I'm expecting. And Bronco, I think we got to ask Broncos fans this. Do you trust Sean Payton? In this role, right? Because it seems like there's been some times where he's kind of second guessed himself and he's come out and he's talked about he's thinking about it this way, you know, and, and I think that's normal. Like coaches tend to do that. It's normal to second guess yourself, but it's also do you have trust in him that he can do it? And I think you have to, but he also has to, I think, maybe stop second guessing himself in some of these things. Like you, he, he's been part of rebuilds before. What he done with New Orleans was spectacular. But that took time, right? And he hit some on, on some good players that maybe came in the fourth round. But I agree with you. Like Denver might have to have one or two boring off seasons where everyone's like, oh, that's not a flashy pick. I don't like that. That not flashy pick actually might be the best thing for you to do here. So I, I agree with you on that. And then obviously nailing it in the NFL draft. You can also tell too, Sean's okay with trading capital to, you know, you know whatever it may be. I think George Payton, and we saw like there were a couple of looks on his face, like this, this was a weird kind of draft for him because he's so used to getting as many as much capital as possible. So is that maybe where they differ, like Sean Payton, George Payton, and their vision and philosophy? I mean, you need to be in sync in that. It looks like George Payton would kind of bought into a little bit of what Sean Payton was doing. Is that what's best for the team? I'm not sure. And then vice versa, there was Sean Payton and George Payton. That dynamic has to work here, and they obviously need to get better players there. You alluded to it as well. Denver has struggled in free agency with giving out big contracts to players that maybe don't deserve necessarily the big, big contracts because you haven't seen if they are, you know, is it worth it? Is that going to pay off? You know, Mike McGlinchey, as long as he's been in the league and he's been very solid in his career, that's a big contract to give to a guy. And look, he's struggling right now. And that, I think, is definitely a concern. Super, super nice guy, but is that is what is that what's going to help you win games here for Denver? I'm not sure. Well, now there's a five-year contract that's on the table there that you can't necessarily get out of here, so they need to hit on that. But I think in your opinion, Sarah, you touched on offensive line, defensive line. Are there any other big needs of this team? Like for me, I think you have to have a really good cornerback. I think you have to have a good safety in today's NFL, but I think primarily – Maybe linebacker has to be a bigger priority here for Denver. Inside linebacker, right? But I'm also saying at the same time, while I look at inside linebacker, you can make a strong argument. Denver needs a guy like an Aiden Hutchinson, not a guy who's just a stand-up outside edge rusher, but a guy who could put his hand in the dirt that's just a piss missile. Denver needs a dominant guy like that that can play on the interior of the D-line because right now that's where Denver's getting gashes, D-line, and it's hurting the linebacker's ability to fill, and that to me I think is a huge issue here. But that, I think, can be solved. Yeah, it can. You need a pass rusher that can be a difference for you in a, a league where so many games are decided by one score, right? We've heard Sean Payton talk about that. How many, what percentage of the games in the NFL are decided every single week by just one score and a pass rusher that can close out games or that can change the course of a game to say, 
hey, the other team, like the Jets, for example, in that game on Sunday against the Broncos, they're up by five points or whatever it is. Then you have a pass rusher who can strip the ball out and, you know, make that kind of a play late in game to change the entire trajectory of things. The Broncos just don't have that right now. They don't have a guy like, and obviously you're not going to always get a Von Miller type of player or a Micah Parsons type of player. Those guys don't just, you know, grow on trees every year, but man, that's, it's not just a luxury to have that. The great teams in today's NFL have guys like that. You look at last year's teams in the Super Bowl, the Chiefs, they obviously have Chris Jones on the defensive line who causes that kind of havoc. And the other side of the field, the Eagles, Hassan Reddick, I believe had, you know, like 85 sacks last year. So they have guys like that that can create pressure and the Broncos just don't have somebody that can go in there and wreck a game like that right now or impact one score games. They need somebody like that, that they can rely on every single week to do those kinds of things and make those kinds of big plays. Broncos country, we're always eager for your thoughts. What are the biggest needs for this team? If they do embrace a rebuild in season or even after the season, and in your opinion, logically speaking, would you endure two to three years of more losing football if it means that maybe in four or five, six years from now, the Broncos are competitive and they're in the conversation here once again? I think it's a fair question to ask here on today's episode of Lockdown Broncos. But Broncos country, thank you so much for tuning in and making us your first listen of the day every single day. Tomorrow's episode of Lockdown Broncos will have some practice recap for you as the Broncos back on the field for a short turnaround in preparation for Kansas City. You're going to get all that on tomorrow's brand new episode, Locked on Broncos.